This is Frontline Leadership, and I'm your host, Tim Williams. And this is for everyone from all walks of life and every career field or trade. No matter where you are on your journey, my goal is to help you grab something you can put to work today to help start to transform your life. Now, looking back over my 25-year career in electrical construction trade as an apprentice, then a master electrician, then a project manager, you know, I've seen all types of leadership and lack thereof. Now, with post-COVID-19 era, things are going to change, leaving the old school thoughts and ideas of leadership as a thing of the past. It's true that we never have experienced a situation like we have today, and there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty. Leaders aren't going to have all the answers, and that's okay. What followers want for their leaders is to be honest, transparent, and care for them on an emotional level. But in order to be this type of servant leader, you're going to have to work on yourself. And the most difficult person I've ever had to lead is me. So today we're going to talk about self-leadership and some of the things that can help you grow now. Now my introduction to the concept of personal growth and development was at age 38. And I can safely say at that point in time in my life that I was dumb, sick, and broke. Not dumb in the sense that I like knowledge for my career trade. After all, I had earned a master electrician's license, but dumb to the fact that I didn't know what I didn't know. I was just sick and tired of working hard, spinning my wheels, and I just couldn't seem to get ahead. I was stuck. And I blamed everyone and everything for my problems. I'd blame the weather. I'd blame the seeds, the soil, the wind, my boss, my job. By the time I got done blaming there wasn't anything left for me to blame. You know, I was broke, so I blamed the economy. Broke meaning just too much month at the end of the money. And I'm sure we've all been there. Now, I was 38 years old. I had a beautiful family. Every reason to do well. I was a hard worker, but I was behind on my promises. And to be totally honest with you, I was looking for a miracle. Now, my miracle came in a way of a mentor. And my mentor's name was D. And I met D through my involvement in a network marketing opportunity. And we were sitting down one day talking. And D said, Tim, what are you doing in your life right now to get better? I really didn't understand what he meant by that question. So I just started naming off various things that I'd accomplished. He said, no, nah, Tim, that's not what I mean. What are you doing to become a better person? A better father to your kids? A better husband to your wife? To grow your influence? What are you reading? What are you listening to right now? I said, D, to be perfectly honest, I hadn't opened a single book except the National Electric Code since I graduated the apprenticeship program. D just grinned and looked at me and said, well... How's that working out for you? And I said, well, I guess not very well. I have a few dollars in the bank, barely getting by. He said, who sold you on that plan? Because sounds to me like it's not working. And I suggest you don't do it anymore. He said, look, take the CD on personal development and listen to it in your car. 
And here's a list of books. And if you will just take these books and read 10 pages a day, take you about 20 minutes. It's going to start to change your life. Three months, six months, a year from now, you're not going to look at things the same. You're going to be a different person. And people, people will start to notice a change. So you're probably thinking, Tim, why should I add anything else to my life right now? I've got enough to do with just trying to take care of my family and, and work my job and, and just get through the day. Well, let me tell you what happened for me. And maybe these things will be the same for you or maybe inspire you to start the change yourself. So my thinking changed. I had stinking thinking, and that totally changed. My attitude about work and life changed for the better. My relationships with my wife and kids got better. And my son was about six years old, I think, when I started my journey on personal development. And I have to think here and sit here and kind of chuckle about this because by that time, he had read every book in the series of Harry Potter and he was pretty intelligent for a kid his age. And he came to me and he said, dad, can I, can I read the book that helped everybody to like you so much? And what my son said, stopped me dead in my tracks. Wow. Had I really changed that much? I mean, is it was then that I realized that my mindset and my heart had changed. You know, everything used to be about what I needed, what I wanted, but everything had changed simply because I started doing this few disciplines and I started to lead myself and lead my family and lead those that were around me. You know, what if you just made a commitment to get 1% better every week? And that's not really too much to ask, is it? 1%? If you look at it at the end of the year, and I will give you two weeks off for that year for vacations. At the end of that year, you're going to be 50% better than you were at the beginning. I mean, just imagine that. 50% improvement. And guess what? Since you're paid by the value that you bring to the marketplace, you've just become 50% more valuable to whoever you're working for or 50% more valuable to your business. If you want to increase your value, increase your skills, increase your leadership, work on your craft. I'm telling you, all this stuff compounds over time. Think about this. Back back in the old days, it was common for fathers to give inheritance to their sons so they could go out and make their way in the world. So this rich man calls his sons in one day and said, boys, it's time for you all to go make your own way. You're old enough. He says, so I want to give you a good start. So I'm going to give you a choice here. In these two boxes here, one has a penny. The other one has a half million dollars. And that'll give you a really good start to get established in your business. The other one just contains a penny. He said, you can take the half million and go on your way. 
or you can choose the penny. If you decide to choose the penny, now my bank is going to double it every day for 30 days. One son's like, nah, I think I'm going to take the safe bet. I'm taking the half million. I'm going to start my business. Thanks, Dad. The other son said, I'm kind of a risk taker, and I'm kind of curious what's going to happen with this penny because I know that you wouldn't just do this without trying to teach us something because you've taught us so much already. So the one son took the penny and he looked at his bank balance at the end of the first week and he had exactly 64 cents. He's thinking, well, you know, not bad. 64 cents after a week. Okay, got it. We just started with a penny. Second week, he had $81.92. That's a pretty good jump. I like that. So I think I'm going to go take a vacation for a couple weeks and go lay on the beach. See what happens when I come back. So he comes back after 21 days and and checks his bank balance, and the penny has turned into just over $10,000. Now, his brother that took the half million was like, you need to go talk to Dad, because $10,000 isn't going to start you much of a business. And, you know, it may not be too late. Dad would probably go ahead and give you some more money other than, you know, just that $10,000. His brother's like, no, I think Dad's trying to teach you something here. We're, I'm going to carry on with, with what we're doing. So day 27 rolls around and he checks his bank balance. And in there right now, he's got $671,000. And his brother takes a half million and said, wait a minute here. I think I just got cut short. Day 30 rolls around and that penny had turned into over $5 million. Every day, every choice we make in our lives compounds whether we see it or not. Even not making a choice is a choice. And you can choose not to read the book, or you can read it. You can choose not to go to the seminar, or you can go. Either way, these things are changing you. So that's why it's so important to do the little things. Not doing the little things, I like to call errors in judgment. And a few of these errors in judgment compounded over time, you can say you really messed up. You know, humans are the only species on earth that don't grow to their full potential. Think about this. How tall does a tree grow? As tall as it can. It doesn't just grow and get 10 foot tall and say, I think it's high enough. I'm not going to grow anymore because I'm afraid of heights. No, it keeps growing. But humans, well, we've got this gift of being able to choose. Most of that growth stops at the end of a formal education. People graduate high school or college and go out into the workplace and, you know, earn a living and think, well, I guess this is about as good as it's going to get. And I say this because I know I've been there. I'm telling you, it isn't true. At 38 years old, I turned my life around and changed my mind, changed my philosophy. But the beauty of the growth process is it doesn't matter how old you are when you start growing you can start today just by listening to what this podcast you've started the process look all it takes is a few daily disciplines and you've started the change just work a bit on yourself and you can change your direction overnight and these small things they compound i'm telling you three years you will not look the same people won't even know you and once you start you won't want to stop but you got to watch out for the crabs.
you know, there's a t particular type of crab that is very difficult to be caught. You can get out about any crab trap it wanted to, but yet they get caught by the thousands because they have a trait that's very similar to humans. There's nothing really fancy about the trap they're caught in. It's just a wire cage with a hole at the top and fisherman throws the bait in the trap. It's lowered into the water and the crab swims by and sees the bait, climbs in, starts eating on it. Another crab sees it, sees the bait, does the same thing, jumps in, then another and another. Next thing you know, it's a crab smorgasbord, but, you know, eventually the bait's finally gone. At this point, the crabs could just climb right out, but they don't. And long after the bait's gone, more crabs just keep coming in because they're attracted to the crowd. It looks like a party in there. But not one of the crabs ever leave. Why do you think that is? Because if one decides to try to leave, the other crabs will do anything it can to stop it. First time it climbs up the cage, they'll pull it back down. If it continues, they'll rip its claws off. If it continues after the claws are ripped off, they'll kill the crab. The crabs are all controlled by the power of the herd to stay together in the cage. Then the fishermen haul them up and they become dinner. And this may be something similar to what you may encounter with your friends. Now, grant you, human crabs aren't going to use physical force, but they don't have to. They have far more effective means. They can use doubt, ridicule, guilt, mocking, sarcasm. You know, there's a dozen more, but why, do you, why would you say they would even do this? Because they want to keep you at their level. You're making them look and feel bad because they know that they should be doing the same things, but they refuse to change. You have to find a way to get out of the crab trap. And once you're out, don't let them pull you back in. My friends used to try to do this to me all the time. They would call me on Friday nights and say, hey, we're going for, we're going for a trail ride all day this weekend. I used to love the ride, my four-wheeler. We spent many nights on a trail with, with, with coolers loaded down on ice and, and having a great time. But they would always try to call me on the weekends they knew I had something to do with my personal development a seminar they knew I was going to. They'd plan the trip and they'd call me and say, hey, Tim, we're going we're going riding tomorrow. Free party weekend for you. Coolers are loaded. Got plenty of food. All you got to do is load up and come on with us. They were trying to bait the trap there. But I'm telling you, you got to be smarter than the crabs. Eventually, I got to the point where I started telling them no. And it was difficult. It wasn't easy. I mean, the hard part is you're going to have to, you're going to spend, you're going to find that you're going to spend less time with these friends because they're not going the same direction as you're going. It'd be, it'd be great if they will, but more than likely they're not. So you're going to have to find somebody to go along with you because you're climbing a mountain here. And it's going to be hard to go alone. So that person could be a mentor or a coach, someone else that's already ahead of you and wants more for their life and more for yours. That someone can be right here by listening to this podcast. We're going to come alongside you and, and walk with you and help you on your journey. And each week we're, we're going to pull you up. If you need more of a personal approach, we also offer individual coaching and, and training. 
And so there's a few things that you can do that I want to give you. I promised you I'd give you some things at the start of this that you can get going with today. So first of all, you got to commit. Commit to reading 10 pages a day of a good book, and it will start the growth process. One of my favorites is Today's Ma- Today Matters by John C. Maxwell. If you're not into reading, don't have time to read, there's plenty of books on Audible. No excuse. Drive time university, listen to it in your car. Number two, you're going to have to become aware of your habits. And this is something that can be a real gut check. Here's some areas that I recommend you take a look at. And and it's very important that you track these areas too. Look at your faith. Whatever it is you believe in. I I would encourage you to take a look at this spiritual area of your life because we're all spiritual beings. We're looking for greater expansion and expression in our lives. Take a look at your family. Right now, more than ever, we're probably spending more time with our families. But how are you making time more memorable and meaningful for them? Finance. This is definitely something that all of us need to take a look at and see how we're doing. What's your financial health? Dave Ramsey's got some great stuff on this. Fitness. With with this whole COVID-19 pandemic, the gyms are closed. I get that. And you may be limited on your resources to get started. But the way I see it, you can walk around the block. Go outside. Do something. Just get started. Your body is the only place you have to live. So you got to take good care of it. Food. This goes back to your body as well. Take a look at your diet. Good nutrition is the key to staying healthy. And and what you eat is really how you feel. And you got to have some fun. Everybody needs to take a break from the grind. Whatever is your thing, go do it. Go blow off some steam. Have some fun. Make a list of these things on paper and track it. These are just a few things. And it's going to help you become aware of where your time is going. And also helps you evaluate the habits that need attention or maybe some of the habits that need to be eliminated. I had a lot of bad habits myself that I eliminated. These are just the start of a few things that can get you going to becoming a better leader, a better servant leader. But Look, don't be too hard on yourself. Because change is going to be hard for all of us. But you have to start with baby steps. Whatever you do, just start doing something. And I I hope that this has added value to you. Drop back here next week and we'll talk about some other topics on leadership and how we can help you grow and get to the next level. This is Tim Williams and this is Frontline Leadership.